just heard him cold case Wednesday, Wednesdays like no other. Frank McKay's been out in a long time with the uh, Gilgo Beach uh, investigations and everything else. And last time we were together was on election night, uh, which was just a couple of weeks ago. Seems like about a, two months ago, right? But uh, all in all, always great to have some news coming out yesterday. Mr. Frank McKay, you can hear him every day, 11 to 12, and Wednesdays. Don't miss Cold Case Wednesday with what's going on with this investigation. Frank, great to have you, my friend. Um, indeed. Before we get into this, we haven't spoken, but give me a quick assessment of November 7th. Quite an historic night here on Long Island, especially in Suffolk County, my friend. Yeah, no question about it. The Republican slash conservative that were endorsed, uh, you know, took the, took the night and the big word, of course, and the big news uh, was Ed Romaine taking over. So the first time in 20 years, a, a Republican took the helm. Uh, one of the things is, you know, people talk about waves and how um, how things work in waves. And, and if you think about this, it's been the last three years that there's been a quote-unquote wave in, in Suffolk County going towards the Republicans. Uh, Jesse Garcia took over the reins, you know, about three years ago or three and a half years ago. And uh, first thing he did is make peace with the conservatives, Mike Torres. They uh, they teamed up together, and then you kind of have a Batman and Batman type thing going. And, and the leadership led to uh, three years of, of virtually uh, perfect um, politics for them. It's not that Rich Schaefer got any worse. Rich Schaefer is an excellent leader, the Democratic leader of Suffolk County. It's just that the, the unity between the Republican and the conservative party uh, all uh, you know all starts with uh, Jesse Garcia getting in there and Mike Torres getting in there and the two of them together working in tandem and uh, on election day on November 7th not only did Ed Romaine win but the Republicans lost an incumbent in the legislature Manny Esteban but still gained a seat which is unbelievable if you think about it and by the way they also have a star on the rise and and, uh, and conservative Chad Lennon, who was a 15-year vet uh, of, of the Marine Corps and he a Purple Heart recipient and a lawyer, um, you know, looks for big things coming out of him. And, and uh, Catherine Stark, a uh, new addition uh, there, and they held on to Stephanie Bontempo. A uh, big night for the Republicans, but really a big three years for the Republicans. I agree. Well said. Well said. Uh, and Ed deserved it. He showed it all throughout. I, I keep telling the same story. I was there on the 20th of September, Frank, over at that Suffolk Y and Comac uh, during the candidate forum there. And Ed, Ed just took the night. I mean, his passion, his emotion uh, just really took him to the finish line that night, I thought. And it uh, certainly permeated all throughout the uh uh, the rest of the cycle, uh, I thought his opponent ran a terrible campaign. You're never going to win slinging mud. You know, it really had uh, had nothing of substance to really say at all. Uh, and if you think you're going to win campaigns and elections, folks, I say it all the time, no. Nine out of ten, you won't win it. And it was recognized. And you got to have a little personality, too. Opponent had zero. And Ed has uh, tons of it. So it shows and uh, the county will be in very, very good shape with a guy with experience uh, coming into play here. So uh, a lot of fire, a lot of fire in that belly, uh, as I always say. So uh, good way to correlate the whole season there. Um, let's get into the Gilgo stuff, Mr. McKay, because cheek swab samples collected from the estranged wife of Rex Yerman 
Uh, matcher DNA material found on the remains of some of the homicide victims here. What did you make of this? Any surprises here? You've been on this thing since day one. We, we have, you know, and, you know, you've done an extraordinary job breaking things down here. What's your take? Well, first of all, it, it just helped Tierney. And, uh, and if anyone was wondering if uh, Ray Tierney uh, made the right decision by keeping the case as DA and, and he's going to prosecute it himself, uh, I, I think more and more as we get closer, it, it looks like a smarter move. Uh, he just can't take a chance with this. And it's starting to look like a slam dunk, but of course nothing is a slam dunk. And I, I say this all the time, and I'll repeat it. Um, Mike Brown needs one imbecile. He needs one moron on uh, on that that jury, on that panel, and he needs one idiot to uh, to, to confuse um, legends or, uh, or or rhetoric uh, from the internet with facts. And uh, that's what he needs. And and I'm not saying it's impossible to get. But I, I want to give the people of Suffolk County that would be in that jury poll that uh, that Tierney would agree upon, agree to be on that uh, that jury when they're going through jury selection. Um, I, I can't believe they're going to put somebody like that on and and allow this thing to become a, 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 a hung jury. And that's the only chance that Mike Brown has. Um, the, the cheek swab, the cheek swab, is uh, is a disaster for uh, for Brown because again it close uh, it closely links um, uh, uh, Rex to uh, the to, to the murders and if his wife's DNA is on there, um, yeah, you know, it's not a surprise to me. But it is it is piling on, piling on, and Mike Brown uh, has to be looking at this as a very difficult um, uh, position to be in already. But he doesn't care. He's uh, he's going to swing for the fences, and guess what? Jay's going to use a lot of things that you said and that I said and Tom Solero said, and and that's on the internet about how corrupt and how honestly corrupt uh, Ballone is and Jimmy Burke is, uh, and he's going to use that to, to convince the jury or try to convince one person on that jury to say, hey, how do we have anything with this being so corrupt? So this just this is one big fact uh, that now goes uh, back to the uh, to the prosecutors, and uh, you know I think uh, this. This information coming out, uh, we know now, but I guess when they found this information out, uh, they knew that it was good in their favor. And, you know, it just puts an exclamation mark on how the case is going. You know, you have a DA in Ray, Ray Tinney, uh, with his methodical approach. That's one of the reasons why he's going to take the reins on the courtroom. Uh, he's going to make sure every I is dotted and every T is crossed here. Uh, you are so correct. You need one foolish Whatever adjective you want to use to describe an individual uh, who will not have the cerebral power uh, to decipher this case. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, you got so much on the column regarding Tanny and his arsenal uh, when he gets into that uh, uh, courtroom, uh, Frank. But uh, all in all, you know, you go back to the time where a hair and the burlap and everything else and, you know, listen. Uh, was Asa involved directly here? Listen, who knows? You have a press conference a couple of weeks ago by Attorney John Ray. Commissioner Ronnie Harrison was present there. I don't think Tinney liked that. It was kind of a blindside. I didn't like it myself. You gotta, you gotta let the district attorney know what's going on. Uh, if Asa was a witness to any of these women coming into that massive Pequa Park home, who's to know? It'll come out eventually, though, Frank. Eventually, it'll come out. But one thing I do know regarding Acer Ellerup, 
Uh, you know, you're starting to see her a little bit here and there. Last courtroom appearance, listen, it's no secret. Uh, she's got some documentaries going, some money coming her way and everything else. She's trying to be a little more present, trying to rake it in somewhat here. And that off uh, off of the uh, off the estranged, alleged, estranged husband, alleged killer here uh, in Yerman. So um, I, I'm not believing uh, an iota of anything that comes from Mesa Elrup or attorney at this point in time. All I know is that there is an excellent district attorney on this case right now, and he is going to make sure that this is airtight, Frank McKay. Yeah, the the cheek swab, uh, if, uh, if anybody was uh, excited or more excited than the, the producers at Peacock who gave her the, the million dollars and, and worked out to deal with Bob Macedonio, um, uh, just point them out to me because They've got to be ecstatic because they have now uh, the bargain of the century. If there's any chance or there's even any speculation that Asa Ellerin is attached to this uh, in, a, in a suspect type way, they are, they're going to have the, the jackpot. And, and I don't mean to laugh. I know there's, there's victims here, and, and we know that Maureen uh, Braided Barnes is, is going to probably uh, add it as a fourth victim to wreck. Um, but if if she has anything to do with this, then Peacock has the deal of the century, and uh, and that will be the most watched uh, documentary. If she goes through it, it's going to be the most watched documentary in the history of uh, of true crime, and uh, and it is a it is a dream for them. I also think that all of that is a dream for Ray Tierney. Um, the the uh, again the son of Sam laws are what they are. So uh, when you get Somebody like Asa, who's at least pretending to divorce her husband because it's not real. She's on his side. We all know that. And but when they go through this uh, this mock divorce or whatever they're doing, and then she goes and she visits Rex there, we know that she's completely supportive of Rex. Did she know what's going on? We don't know, but we'll find out. Uh, and the, the other point I, I want to make, and it just piles on, is that that, that Ray Tierney and his crew have information that we don't even know that they have yet, and, uh, and they will let that uh, come out as, uh, as it goes. They're going to have to, for disclosure reasons. And when, um, when that all comes, I can't imagine there's going to be anybody on that jury who's sympathetic towards Asa if she's getting a million-dollar deal for a documentary based on, uh, on serial killings that her husband allegedly uh, put, uh, you know, put together, that, uh, that he planned out and he, uh, and, and he murdered these uh, young women. Uh, I, I got news for you. This is all playing into the hands of Ray Tierney. No doubt. Uh, Frank McKay with us. A couple of minutes regarding the news, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that came out regarding the cheek swab samples collected uh, from uh, Asa Ellerup, the estranged wife of Rex Sherman. Uh, the alleged uh, Gilgamesh serial killer matches her DNA material found on the remains of some of the victims, homicide victims. Frank, you had a special grand jury reviewing evidence in the case of the fourth victim, Maureen Brainerd Bonds. People keep asking me, why is it taking uh, so long? It seems like a slam dunk, and the way I answer it is, uh, to comb through all of that evidence. Now, think about this, folks. Remember, going to the house, uh, really, you know, turning it upside down pretty much, gathering evidence in and around scenes and whatnot, I mean, there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands uh, of pieces of evidence here that the SJG has to kind of review 
before making a determination if Rex Yerman uh, had involvement with the victim. Fourth one in uh, in Miss uh, Brandon Barnes, and that's pretty much it. But, you know, deep down, I think it's inevitable. But that basically, Frank, is the reason, right? I mean, they got to they gotta go through a lot of stuff here. Yeah, uh, no question about that. I also think that what we might see emerge as uh, as a piece of evidence or at least a uh, an item in this murder with uh, Brandon Barnes is the belt, the belt that we heard so much about that, you know, uh, Tim Tinney had uh, had Jerry uh, Jerry Hart foolishly hold up, and it looked ridiculous. By the way, about a week uh, before John Ray was getting his um, his overturn on uh, on the uh, Shannon Gilbert uh, tapes, nine one one tapes, and and Tim Tinney, who had done nothing basically uh, and nothing significant, figured he needed a, a headline stealer, and he held up this belt, which, by the way, was found. Uh, immediately, Tim Sinney didn't find the belt. The belt was found yeah. back in December. Having said that, having said that, uh, I think uh, that we could uh, we could be in a situation where uh, where it was found on Brainerd Bond, and um, and and there needed to be more evidence going there. And you know, the initials on the belt probably had. I mean, there's an H there. Maybe it's a, a, a Hewerman, but uh, it, but it certainly wasn't the breakthrough on the on the case that Tim Sinney was trying to make it sound like. Um, having said all of that, I don't know. I don't know that to be a fact, but um, we'll, uh, we'll see if that emerges. But Brainerd Barnes is clearly going to be one of the, one of the four victims in this. And, uh, and, you know, good for her family. They'll, they'll get some closure. And, then, um, I, and I think this is going to be the toughest part of Gilgo, obviously, for, uh, uh, for Tierney. And I also think that, that something's going to emerge out of, uh, I think it's going to be Lee County in, uh, in South Carolina. I don't know for a fact, but I have some contacts down there, and they're thinking maybe there's going to be a, uh, a body linked to, uh, not, not only a body, but maybe more multiple bodies linked to Rex Hewerman. And uh, I, think, uh, I think Rex Hewerman may be better off, and, and we don't know this for sure, but may be better off being convicted in, in New York before South Carolina gets it. Uh, and, and you can correct me if you know uh, whether South Carolina has the death penalty down there. And, uh, you know, I imagine it would, uh, it would be a much easier um, uh, conviction to, uh, for, or a much easier sentence for Rex to, uh, to enjoy in jail, life in prison, as opposed to a death penalty down there. And I, I don't know that it's going to happen, but if, if it does happen, I think it's coming from Lee County, um, Lee County, South Carolina, and, and it, might, it might be multiple victims. Having, uh, having said all of that, if Tierney gets the conviction on the four, on the four that we, uh, we're talking about here, um, there might be another four, and I wouldn't be shocked if they're connected to Bitroff. And, uh, and that would be, uh, uh, you know, Baby Doe, Peaches found uh, away from the scene, Jessica Taylor and Valerie Matt. I, I'm, I have no inside information. I just, for some reason, I think it, it might go there, and I think there might be a, uh, a dead serial killer linked to, uh, to someone else, maybe Asian male. If that's the case, um, on, the, uh, on the dead serial killer, um, if, uh, if, in fact, that happens, um, that would just simply, if I, if I understand correctly, be a grand jury report, which means 13 of the 24 members of that grand jury 
just have to agree that it is. Uh, they issue a report, and, and that's, I guess, the equivalent of, uh, of a conviction. And Bitroff, um, if, uh, if they have information that, uh, that's going to tie to those four, uh, those four people, Peaches being the only one not there, but uh, her baby being found 250 feet away from uh, Valerie Mack, um, uh, you know, it'd be impossible for me to believe that the, uh, the baby of, uh, of the mother weren't killed by the same people. Um, you know, people are going to, I think, have an easy prosecution um, if, uh, if Bitroff is that, uh, the murderer of those four, and Ray Tierney is going to go down as, the, uh, as America's prosecutor. I don't think anyone's ever convicted, um, four, not convicted, but solved parts of four, I'm sorry, parts of three serial killings in a, uh, in a single term, if ever. No. Frank, you still there? I'm here. Oh, there you go. I thought I lost you for a sec. No, you're right, 100%. Um, uh, listen, uh, this will go down in the books uh, as one of the more prominent cases to be said and done, no question. Um, one final thought, Mr. McKay. So, you know, you, you and I have been on this a long time. It, it's still... Um, it still comes back in my head regarding the Shannon Gilbert deal. We know back in May, what, 2010, she went missing, um, preceded by a call to police during which she said they're trying to kill me, pretty much, right? Quote, unquote. Yeah. Some say the call was frantic. She sounded extremely frightened. The police, on the other hand, have said that she seemed quite composed, regardless of the tone. Uh, the call's intentions still remain a mystery. Um, you know, she was with her driver, a client, Joe Brewer at the time. Uh, she ran from a house, Peter Gilbert, the doctor and everything else involved here attempted to get some help here. They were alerted and everything else. Um, and lo and behold, uh, police didn't find the body until December 10th. So, you know, you talk about May to December, you got give or take seven months at which point another problem surfaced and it wasn't Gilbert's. So, in essence, it's still kind of a mystery here. The Gilbert call, 20 minutes or so, frantic nature and everything else. Frank, is there any way to surmise anything from what we know already regarding what happened to Gilbert some 14 years ago? Almost? Uh, excuse me, 13 years ago? I, I, I personally, uh, you know, and again, this is going to be a very unpopular uh, opinion on, you know, coming from me and, and people are going to, uh, some people roll their eyes and whatever, but I, I, I am convinced at this point that, uh, that Shannon Gilbert, uh, was a completely unfortunate, tragic coincidence with this that led to the, the investigation opening up because of the, the other bodies found. Um, it is, uh, in, in fact, I think the Gilgo murders are going to be um, in, in so many ways, a, uh, a coincidental, uh, uh, well, Gilgo is going to be a geographical area and only a geographical area, that these are going to be three different sets of murderers, maybe four different sets of murderers, and I, I just don't think Shannon Gilbert's going to be one of them. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate for John Ray because his whole life is, uh, is based on the idea that uh, Shannon Gilbert was murdered. Uh, it, it just doesn't appear to be the case, and I've talked to everybody uh, about it inside this uh, inside this case. There is no reason that they would cover up anything 
uh, certainly not this DA and this this set of um, uh, DA uh, uh, you know assistants and and uh, you know cohorts. There's no way that they're protecting anybody like a Jimmy Burke or uh, or a Brewer. They don't know Brewer from a hole in the wall. Um, Brewer's not a murderer. Uh, he's a John. He, he broke the law, but it, it, it certainly wasn't as uh, as a murderer. Um, uh, quite frankly, I, this is going to come down to me. Shannon Gilbert is going to come down as an unbelievable, a, a harbinger, but an unbelievable, uh, unfortunate, tragic coincidence. No question about it. No question about it. But uh, uh, I can only uh, I can only imagine in months to come what this is going to be like. Uh, but I do know one thing: uh, this case is in the best hands possible, and that being District Attorney Ray Tierney's hands. Uh, Mr. McKay, great having you on. I appreciate the uh, late uh, uh, incoming and request by myself. I do appreciate that. Uh, and we'll talk soon, my friend. How's that? Okay, anytime. Thank you for having me.